Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome everybody back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the Broke of Wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside my tag team partner, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. It's too early for this shit. <laughs> to get too old for this shit. Uh, you know, before we jump into our predictions for uh, AEW's Double or Nothing, uh, yeah. what did you think of Money in the Bank? Disappointing by at the end. Yeah, Lesnar sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but Bailey, like, Bailey was great. That like that's what I said. It was just disappointing at the end. Like it, yeah. it had its moments of good, and then just in the end, it's just like oh, again. Yeah, it was a Even... lot of up and down. Even to tie into AEW, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Jericho tweeting like, "Brock Lesnar is the future of our business. This is such <laughs> smart booking by WWE." Yeah, I love his fucking just trolling them. Yep, and it's like the perfect person to troll him, right? Because it was his concept initially. Yes. So he's like, "Yeah, look, I, I pitched this to you for guys as an alternate way to get over, not just like to throw it onto their top guy." Well, or... when you hear him talk about it, like the mm-hmm. first idea of it. Because he was sitting there going, he was like, I noticed that it was him, Edge, Christian, Kane, I think. I'm trying to think of the first Money in the Bank. So at least mm. those guys, Big and I Rock think Van a few Dam. more. Yeah. Then they, he was like, we had nothing for WrestleMania. And so I just pitched, why don't you just have a match that we get a title shot anytime? And the only change that Vince McMahon made, he was like, can we make it a briefcase to have something a little more visual? And that's a good idea. Yep. Right? Give something for people to latch on to. Yeah, instead of just like a like board with a piece of paper on it or something like that. Like one of those clip like clipboards with a pa- paper on it. It's like, oh yeah, have a briefcase. Yep. But yeah, so good idea, make it a briefcase. Bad idea, give it to Brock Lesnar 20 years it later. wasn't even in the fucking match. Like. Exactly. That's, that's my... Bi- it's like... Because then couldn't... Like, why didn't Braun Strowman just go get it? Like... Earlier yeah. in the night, they told him to just fucking leave. And it's like, why didn't he just fucking decide to go take the bunny the bank briefcase? Or, like, I don't know. It's just, it's so stupid. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's like, yeah, he's just not even in the match. So then, well, because then also now it's like, if, all right, so if those fucking rules don't matter, and it's basically just whoever has it, I guess, is money in the bank, then does it operate under the same rules as the new 24 7 title? Like, if somebody just snatches it from Brock, are they now muster money in the bank? Because, like, he, uh, didn't com- he didn't technically compete in a match to get it. So, like, why would they technically have to be- compete in a match to take it from him? I-, I guess not. So, it's... Like, I don't know. and all you needed was, like... I, I hate the that they're trying to do, like, the subster- uh, subterfuge of, like, mm-hmm. Triple H 
designing this whole plan, right? They've hinted at it, but they haven't, like, why not just have Triple H come out and be like, hey, uh, like, because who was it, Ali, that was, like, almost had the briefcase? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, just have Triple H's music hit, Ali stops, Triple H comes out and goes, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, not all the participants have been in this match, and then have Brock Lesnar come out. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, uh, I don't know, like, maybe say, like, because with the whole storyline, we never really got resolved with, like, who really attacked Sami Zayn or why. Like, yeah. maybe part of the whole Money in the Bank, like, you know, how normally with the Royal Rumble, they have, like, you have your number. Maybe mm-hmm. he has something that he has to have that's, like, a visual representation of the fact that he's in Money in the Bank, and Brock takes it from him. Yeah. If, if Brock was even the guy that attacked him, which I don't even think that it was, because I, I feel like it wasn't supposed to be. I kept thinking it was supposed to be Bray Wyatt, mm. with, like, him having his whole creepy new persona, and he having not, like, come back yet but, like, yeah. threatening to do shit, and then all of a sudden Sami Zayn is, like, beaten up and, like, hung upside down in a weird back room. That doesn't yeah. seem like... Brock Lesnar wouldn't go through the effort to, like, beat you up and then go hang you up. Like, yeah. he would just beat you up and oh. leave you on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> so I kept thinking it was going to be Bray Wyatt, but then they didn't do anything with that. I'm trying... Did they even address it, like, the next week on TV? Because I don't even remember if they did. I think he just... was just, all right, whatever. I guess we just assume Brock did it. No, because then it was, uh, they just had the match with Sammy and Kofi on SmackDown. Yeah, so they just, whatever, we're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, yeah, they just don't care about continuity, obviously. Nope. No, they still need to hire that person. Yeah, they, they nobody's taken the job yet for continuity supervisor. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I so to transition, obviously, to the opposite side, I thought, like, bailey that whole thing was awesome her winning the yes. money in the bank and the cash in yes because it, it it played out perfectly you get mm-hmm. one of the belts off becky in a uh in a match that makes sense right that was immediately after she beat uh lacy lacy yeah and so yeah. it was just like yeah so even though charlotte is a strong contender she still had an advantage this is why she won and then but you get the good like the crowd is happy again because oh shit bailey and it was a complete reset on bailey it was perfect yeah like it was actually really genius booking in so many different ways right because it's like yeah. so becky looks good from beating lacy kind of yeah. like didn't get a lot because obviously we all kind of knew that becky's better than her but yeah. charlotte looks like a total bitch for then arranging her to fight right after lacy yep looks like a total heel for taking advantage of that to then win the title and but they strong. set it up so well too like becky mm-hmm. was ready to walk to the back Right, and Becky looks good from, like, you know, fighting through all that sort of shit. It still looks strong, even in defeat, I think, from that. But then, you know, you have Lacey and Charlotte beating up on Becky, which makes sense because they had that connection from before, and Lacey's mm. frustrated that she didn't win, which yeah. prompts Bailey to come out instead of her just being, like, a total selfish bitch and then either cashing in on Becky, which would have gotten her booed, or if she had just, like, really opportunistically cashed on Charlotte, it wouldn't have gotten her cheered as much. But Charlotte and Lacey being the way that they were cause bailey to come out and be righteous in her coming out and to defend her friend and then the opportunity presented itself for her to cash in and she was like you know what i'm gonna go for it like Mm -hmm. it was so well done and then now you have the storyline of becky and her are friends Mm -hmm. on uh what was it raw the next night i think they were yeah tag tag teams yeah yeah and but you had becky also say like oh don't worry though i'm coming back for that belt Right, like not betraying so. her character because she still wants that belt. Like she cares. Yeah. 
she wants to be becky two belts always so and also too like the way that she they've been building her fighting character right like she would want to fight her friend for the belt because she would want the belt to have the best competition yeah and i think that bailey to an extent but obviously bailey's not nearly as like cutthroat and aggressive as becky yeah that's the only thing i've heard people say they want out of bailey now with this they're like she she's got she's hit the reset button we're racing all the stuff with sasha we're racing mm-hmm. the horrible feud with um uh, alexa, alexa bliss Jesus yeah like she's it the crowd reacted as if she had just come up from nxt again so like let's go off of this and improve yep and i i think they've got some fine opponents that they can have some stuff like so uh couple of really good feuds that they could have obviously there's charlotte charlotte mm-hmm. and bailey they could do some more stuff with that um another one that i think could actually have some really good untapped potential is i think that bailey and carmella could have a good feud because they've mm-hmm. got some history as friends yes you know, carmella has been the champion before they were both money in the bank winners like i think there's something there you could kind of dig into and then bailey of course could... like comes over uh, beats carmella i think yeah, I think you could do another Carmella heel turn, like have her come out and be happy for her friend and then try to turn on her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do some heel stuff. And then another one I think would be really great would be acknowledging back when you know Bailey had initially lost the NXT title, that was back to Asuka before Asuka's whole reign of terror. So then Asuka, I think, could be another great challenger and feud for Bailey of being like, hey, you're only holding that title because you haven't fought me yet. Remember what mm. happened last time? Yeah. And you're still just the same little girl that I beat however many years ago. Like, and then she's like, no, I'm awesome now. And then maybe puts on her big girl pants and beats Asuka. Like, I think that could be a huge win for Bailey if they built it up right. Oh, you mean and, if she beat one half of the Kabuki Warriors? Yeah, the Kabuki Warriors. Although, apparently, they chose that name for themselves. Oh my God. Which, actually, you know what? Like, apparently, the name they chose for themselves was Kabuki Girls. Mm. but then they decided to change it to kabuki warriors because i don't know but we can't have war raiders so yeah we can't have war raiders what if what is their current fucking name um, are they the the viking warriors the viking raiders viking raiders okay viking raiders is fine yes but the viking experience and, and now now the viking experience is the name of their finisher <laughs> oh like seriously yeah oh my god why <laughs> Why can't they just call it, like, the Ragnarok or something? Someone, a... Someone's really about the experience part. Wait, They're like, all right, well, they paid, they hated it that, that that was their name. Let's make it their finisher. They're, you know what? They're trying to fucking steal Velveteen Dream's gimmick for some reason. Just, you know, <laughs> giving people the Velveteen experience. Yeah. Like, they're like we got to do the Viking experience. Like, why? <laughs> uh, how about no? Yeah, no, it's like, look, an experience is something that you give, like, a Yelp review for. Anything involving a Viking happening to you, you're not going to survive to give a review for. It's not an experience. This isn't something you do again. Vikings happen to you. They just raid. That's it. So, I appreciate... I like... That is one thing. It's like, alright, good job, WWE. You did catch yourself on that very big flaw. I don't know how the fuck it got past the gates in the first place. But, you know, at least they changed the name. Yeah. God, are there any other really bad names right now? Not that I can think of. Because, yeah, Kabuki Warriors, whatever. It's not the worst thing in the world. I feel like it would make more sense if their gimmick was more tied to Kabuki. But I guess they have masks. 
Or at least Asuka has a mask. Yeah. So really, they're not both Kabuki, but... Yeah. <laughs> but it's all right. Let's see. What were some other... Oh, also, I thought Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. That was another pretty good match from Money in the Bank. I appreciate yes. that one. Yeah, it was kind of like a sneaky dream match. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it definitely, obviously, was for Seth. Yeah, and uh, they did well. I just thought it was like... It's just hard to do babyface versus babyface with the buildup that they had. Like, it was just kind of like a mm-hmm. buildup, but it was a good match. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think, you know, Kofi and Owens was fine. Um, then, honestly, the other kind of think I just think big other blemish and stinker on the show was the Miz and Shane. I thought that feud just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All they had to do was just have Miz win, and then the feud's done. But now they know Shane has to slip out of his shirt and win. Oh my god! Right, it's like if you're gonna have Shane win, like I feel like they could have done some real cheating or some real shenanigans or something to like genuinely screw over Miz. But Miz just looks like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Who like just can't get the job done over this fucking middle-aged weirdo? <laughs> like, it's like you know what they did this fucking uh, five or six years ago. Remember when Miz was the champion? And he was fucking fighting Jerry Lawler. And he, like, yeah. couldn't even beat Jerry Lawler clean. It's like, oh my god. Every t- <laughs> Sorry. Every time they try to build this guy up, they just can't let him actually win matches. Nope. And it's like, okay, fine. Resign him to being a heel who can't win matches. <laughs> Which is, like, honestly, I think the much better prospect for his character. Miz is a good heel. He's a garbage babyface, in my opinion. So, I I honestly just like okay fine I'm fine with him losing because I hope that that just means he turns heel sooner. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what are your what are your thoughts on Miz and this face run that he's on right now? I mean I think it had its high point but it's <laughs> definitely on a low point now. Yeah, like we had the uh, we had like that the... little bit of payoff with Miz Dad I guess. Yeah, and that's that's what what is that and like all you had to do was just end it with this cage match and it would have been like fine i feel like but now it's just no i mean it would have been even better if he had just won at wrestlemania and then just hugged his dad and that would have been it yeah but you know they had to make him lose like an idiot twice so because then now it's like are they gonna do a third match but then now like it's it's miz and then shane's also feuding with roman and Right, because like Shane is fighting a uh, Roman in Saudi Arabia, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it is it is an international event. Oh, an international yes, the international event. They have not said that it's in Saudi Arabia. The the international experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the hell they're trying to do with Miz. It's just it's not working. Nope. Like, cause it's like they need to if. They need to put him with somebody he can actually... It's just, It's over. It sucks. I just, hate it. Ugh. I don't even know what to say for a fuck. It's like, just turn him heel. Like, he's just so obviously a better heel. He's good at it. Like, yeah. He's, he's actually one of the few people they have on that roster who is actually a genuinely good heel. Yeah. And then they just... Uh, he had a kid. Let's try and make him be babyface for a little bit. <laughs> He has a show on USA. It gets decent ratings. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It, although, 
honestly, if, if, if they were going to... Here's my advice. is If they were going to try and keep him babyface for some reason, then I feel like they at least need to play stronger into the reasons why people were cheering him enough to warrant turning him babyface. Mm-hmm. Which is that he's a sharp talker. He's a smart ass. Like, I think you need to play into that more. Instead of trying to, like... Yeah, what they do with random baby faces they turn anybody baby face and then all of a sudden they have to become honorable and all this sort of shit and it's like why does Miz care about playing by the rules so much like Miz never gave a fuck about that he shouldn't like honestly they should be trying to make him like closer to an Eddie Guerrero type baby face like yeah obviously the lying he and cheating really... stealing entertaining right. one exactly like he's the guy who like we all know he's a slimy piece of shit like just do it in a fun way so that then we're rooting for him to try and do this shit and actually then maybe it'd be better for him to go up against a baby face that's like way stronger than him like have him run his mouth against some guy that he knows he can't fucking beat but you know we don't like this guy because he's a big man like big angry piece of shit like kind of like a Lars Sullivan type maybe and you know maybe Miz is just like trashing Lars Sullivan on the bike so that we're like excited we're behind because we're like yeah we don't really like Lars Sullivan yet he's just kind of green as gay you know just green he's a fucking big book and then we're trying to root for Miz to somehow beat this guy and like he's having to do all sorts of shenanigans and I don't think that anybody would begrudge him for trying to you know hit guy with like Lars Sullivan with a few low blows or a chair or trying to do some stuff behind the ref's back like because we know there's no way he could beat him normally so then him cheating is fine but then yeah. and he just like can't beat Shane whether he cheats or not it just makes him look fucking pathetic. Like, it's like, why did you abandon your heel morality if you can't even win a match legitimately anyway? Like, at least fucking win a match, dude. Yeah, really don't, you don't have any uh, claim if you don't win. Because it's like, from like a basic psychological standpoint, like, why would you become a babyface if you aren't winning matches? Like, I feel like, you turn heel when you aren't winning matches because whatever is working isn't working, so you have to change drastically and do something else and be dastardly. And then maybe once you've found that confidence and you become winning matches again and you start getting over it, then you become babyface. It's not the other way around where all of a sudden, like, man, I just... Nothing's really working out for me. I'm just going to turn babyface. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's... I don't know. Their whole thing was just trying to tie it into his dad. Yeah, which has it's not really it's, good. It's, yeah, I don't know. They killed it because I think it's at the diminished return point now that like even if they had like another match like after the Saudi Arabia or whatever, maybe they fight at SummerSlam or something. Yeah. Or, or Stomping Ground or whatever the fuck the next thing is supposed to be. And then Miz does beat Shane. Like, now he's only won once when Shane's beat him twice. Mm-hmm. And then even before that, kind of like Shane had sort of unofficially beaten Miz in a match where during the turn when Miz just like or when Shane beat Miz down in front of his dad and all that that was kind of like an unofficial win mm-hmm. and that the Wrestlemania was supposed to be the reversal of that right when Miz gets his yes. quote unquote win back revenge on Shane for beating him up in front of his dad mm-hmm. but then now it's like Miz has just lost to Shane like on counting the unofficial win three times in a row like even if he does beat him now it's just gonna look like a fluke yep it's like, oh, well, yeah, you beat Shane once, but Shane's, like, kicked your ass all sorts of times. 
So, yep, they fucked it up. Poor Miz. Oh, well. I guess he'll just have to go back to being a heel. Which is what he's supposed to be. Yeah. Let's see. All shall, right. shall we transition to all elite wrestling? I was going to say, do you want to talk about the good stuff? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Double or Nothing. Because we got... Uh, actually, I'm trying to remember. So, from the latest, uh, latest news, we had definitely seen, obviously, Pac got pulled from this card. Um, but did Paige's yes. match entirely get pulled? Uh, no, he is still going to face someone. It's just not announced who yet. Okay. And in these situations, uh, I think Dave Meltzer men- mentioned this and uh, a couple other people who have like promoted before said, like, if you do that, though, it's got to be a bigger name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just do, oh, Paige versus Pac. Oh, Pac can't make it, so let's do this no-name indie guy. It's like, oh, <laughs> Jungle Boy. Hey, I would be fine with Jungle Boy. I listened to a podcast yeah. with him and Jericho. It was awesome. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe I shouldn't have slandered Jungle Boy. Bad example. Uh, well, because mainly it was him talking about his dad. So. Hmm. That would get emotional, I'm sure. Yes. Talking to Jericho sounds like the greatest human being to ever live on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Maybe Jungle Dad can come, and they can do a storyline where Jungle Boy impresses his dad, and it'll go better than the Miz's. Well, wait, you know you know his dad is Luke Perry, who passed away, right? Uh, nope, I totally did not know that. So, oh, yeah. I guess they can't do that story. <laughs> no. That's right. I t- now that you mentioned that, I totally forgotten, yeah, that Jungle Boy did have a wrestler dad. But yeah, Luke Perry. Oh, rest in peace, Luke Perry. All right, so <laughs> anyway, um, double or nothing. According to rumors, uh, so or do you want to make this as part of the predictions? Are we going to predict who Paige faces? Hmm. We could. I think that would be fun, actually, for us to just both take shots. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Be. So, bonus question is who is Paige fighting? Yeah. Okay. Paige's opponent. Okay. Alright, let's see. When am I going to start with? Which match do I feel most confident? I feel... You know what? Actually, this might be a little bit uh, ostentatious to go with the main event first. Oh. But uh, I'm going to go with it because I feel, I feel really confident. Uh-huh. Even though I might I might talk myself out of this. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Omega. Yeah, because... I would with Omega too. Because of the implication where they were talking about that, uh, basically the idea, right, is that the winner of the main event at Double or Nothing and then the winner of the uh, wild card Battle, Battle Royal are eventually yeah. going to be competing for the All Elite title. Yes. And I feel like if that's the case, then there's no way that that match is not going to have Kenny Omega in it. You know, whether he's yeah. either winning it or being the guy to put over the new champion to really show that they are definitely All Elite. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way that Omega's not in that match. Yeah. Even though, because this is the other big caveat, right, is that, like, even though Jericho has a big match with Okada coming up at Dominion, and they definitely want to build him up for that, I'm sure. You know? And also, at least from, like, the history of the rivalry between Omega and Jericho, Omega beat him last time. So giving Jericho a win could be good for that, but I don't know. In my opinion, I think it'd be better for the feud if Omega keeps beating him. Yeah. 
Because what are you, your thoughts? Oh yeah, Omega is going to be one of the stars of this company. Like Jericho is there just for his name power at this mm. point. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to have amazing matches. He's still great in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, you want Omega as one of your stalwarts. So. Right, and especially too, because like like you said, like Jericho, a lot of his drawing power is the name, and he can take a lot more losses, mm-hmm. and still have just the exact same amount of drawing power as uh, he would before. But like Omega, he still obviously has a lot of star power at this point, but he still definitely does need some wins. Yeah, and especially with like the new promotion, right? Like they need to establish what the new hierarchy is here. Yes. Also, like, neither of them have had a match in a while, so I think you have to come mm-hmm. back strong with Kenny going over. True, yeah. Especially, yeah, because, like, the last time that most people would kind of seen him would have been uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. When he lost the title to Tanahashi. So it's, what, been... Like, five months? Yeah, like, four or five months. Yeah. Yeah, I guess closer to five months by the time, yeah. So. Damn. It's a long-ass time. Yep. Well, we'll be okay. excited to see him back. Uh, all right, what's your match you're picking? I'm gonna go with the Rhodes Boys match. Um, Ooh, man. I think I think Nightmare Cody goes over on Dustin. I agree. <laughs> um, I think I think it's gonna be an amazing match, though. Uh, I think they could swing it even with Cody going over of Dustin like still continuing some kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like the built up has been like this is the new generation finally getting over the old generation kind of a thing mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely a lot of very powerful symbolism in the match right yeah uh, and especially because like Ad- uh, cody has talked about specifically killing the attitude era i think in the yeah. build-up to this match it's not about his brother it's about the attitude era right see i definitely i agree cody is putting dustin down for this one um and i definitely also agree that i think this is not the last time that we see dustin Rhodes in yeah. all elite wrestling by any stretch like because I could see them like you know, him doing other singles matches. I could see him teaming up back with Cody again at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, the kind of big question I have for you about this one is: yeah. Do you see Cody turning heel in this match, or like yeah, after the match that. or something? Like maybe taking the beating up Dustin too far. I mean, I can see anytime Cody has the blonde hair, mm-hmm. I just always think that he's going to be heel. So yeah, yeah, it yeah it does scream heel for yeah. sure. Like even though it's like making himself more like his dad, weirdly enough. Yeah, but it, with him, it's it's because it's like Dusty had the long hair. Yeah. So for some reason, that's just more casual. Like, yeah, he's one of the, like Cody's just looks so like elite. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I had told you this before, but one of the things that I love about the way that Cody presents himself and the way that like he dyes his hair blonde, and then also especially now, like last couple of years, he's constantly wearing the suits and stuff. Yes. I feel like he is the perfect blend of dusty roads and rick flair yes into one creepy weird nightmarish person <laughs> like, that is so true oh my god i can't believe I'm, i didn't think of that before yeah it's because it, like you know he's he dyed his hair blonde he has a couple of the dusty mannerisms but he's adopted so many rick flairisms and that's like so yeah. extra disturbing because he's dusty Rhodes' son yeah <laughs> I mean, he definitely, he bleeds like Rick. Yeah, oh my god, he gets that crimson mask like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'm wondering if we'll see that in this match. I think we might. I think this is I think this is going to be a bloody one. 
actually, you know what? That almost I think you'd almost have to, especially with Dustin. They've been showing that he's been using like red face paint now. Yeah, they could both have fucking red faces by the end of this match. Like I, I want to see like Dustin with like the paint half wiped off, and yeah. then the blood just like trickling down. Yep. Obviously, yeah, this... safely. I want blood safely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. We don't... <laughs> kill each other. <laughs> Go back to gladiator times. Just kill each other for our entertainment. <laughs> thumbs like, up or thumbs actually down. Actually, die though. <laughs> Not just look. Make it look intense and dangerous, but do it. You know, I, I'm very actually like this is probably the match I'm most looking forward to of any of them, just because there's so much history and story behind this. Mm-hmm. That's like even beyond what they've even said, right? It, like it's just all the like you have to know the years of their interaction and. And also even the story between WWE and AEW. Because that is very much a part of this. Yeah. Man, that's exciting. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Alright, let's see. Hmm. I feel very strongly about uh, the women's tag match. Uh, you see, because Ooh. one side of that six-woman tag team match has Aja Kong in it. And the other side does not. And that's why they're going to lose. Because <laughs> Asha Kong is huge. And uh, I think with their emphasis on how important wins and losses are, uh, I think that they're not going to be trying to fuck around with just throwing away wins against people that they want to build up. And yes, Asha Kong clearly is one of the women that they're going to want to build up because... If you don't want to build up her, you're an idiot. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's got name, she's got size, all that, and experience. I agree. There's <laughs> not much more I can add to that one. Yeah. Unless this, like, nope. Unless <laughs> just like, fuck Aja Kong. Um, but, I mean, just because this, this is one of the ones that hasn't been built up as much, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you like, just have to go with the name values on this one. Yeah, because outside of that, I really don't have a whole lot to predict this, on this one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the final match uh, that rounds out our executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling. And I'm going to say that the Lucha Bros take back their AAA World Tag Team Championships over the Young Bucks. Hmm. I am inclined to agree because I feel like it would be like too ridiculous and too ostentatious, right? Like if all of their vice presidents just win their matches. Exactly. Because then it's like, what the fuck? This is just the wrestling promotion where we all just book ourselves to win. Like we're just WCW right at the we're gate. Not, I was going to say, we're not going to be WCW. <laughs> we're not going to be WCW. Immediately our WCW. Uh, the only reason I could think that maybe they would do it would be not that they've beaten them outright, but would be if they were um, going to try and draw on the idea that like the Young Bucks could be bigger heels down in AAA by holding onto the titles for just like a little bit longer, and especially yeah. too because like the you know, trip down to Mexico is not nearly as long as like a trip to Japan or something yeah. like that. Like it's not as bad for them to get down there, and apparently like they have been doing very good numbers for AAA down there in their time with the belts. So mm-hmm. that that is. The other thing is like, well, maybe they would keep them because of that. 
like try and just build up the heat even more. Um, but I am inclined to say that they would probably put him back on the Lucha Bros. Just because, yeah, that would be ridiculous if Kenny, Cody, and the Bucks all win. <laughs> That's a, like, I can see Kenny and Cody winning, and I was just like, the, the Young Bucks match is the one I'm 50-50 on, so I'm going to go Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. And you're right, and this has been such a back-and-forth program that I don't think it's a huge deal if the bros go over at this point. Yeah, because I feel like no matter who wins here, like I don't think that the feud is over. Yeah, because it could always something could happen down in AAA that continues it. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, either... Right, like either the Lucha Bros win it back and then the Young Bucks are trying to come back to the titles or the Young Bucks sneak away with the titles and the Lucha Bros are still hunting them down. Like, mm-hmm. either way, I think this is... And I'm excited for it to keep going, like... Yeah. I like the chemistry between these teams. I like this feud. I love I love actual genuine brother versus brother tag team feuds. Like, yes. I feel like that is the best. Wait, you mean the brothers of destruction weren't really brothers? <laughs> what? Uh okay, let's see. Hmm. I'm gonna go. Yeah, let's go ballsy. I'm picking oh. Paige's mystery opponent. Whoever it oh. is, is winning. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. Whoever... Oh, I thought you were actually going to pick the opponent. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's a separate one. Oh, okay. So I'm picking just the result of that match first. Is just uh, that whoever it is that's coming in to fight Paige is going to beat Paige. Okay. Uh, if that match happens. Cause... Uh, I, will, I will argue the opposite because I feel that Paige had to kind of lose to Pac, right? It was like a DQ finish. From, I don't, I'm not, I'm trying to remember if I knew what the finish was supposed to be for that one, but from what I feel like I had heard was the idea that uh, Paige was going to lose this match to Pac because then Pac was set to fight Omega. Yes. And then the reason this all uh, fell I apart I just meant the, the match that actually happened, they, they did it over in England. Oh. Oh right, they actually did the match. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it is free on YouTube if you want to see. Um, I gotta look that up. And then ended. Oh, it ended in a disqualification with Paige winning. Oh, so Paige won by DQ. Okay. Interesting, because yeah, I definitely figured. I don't know, because in my head I was like, all right, well, if he was probably already losing this match, then he's probably set to lose against whoever he's gonna fight next anyway. Especially if like booking logic dictates as you say, right? If somebody's missing, you bring an even bigger name then like all right well if he was gonna lose to Pac, then he should be able to lose to an even bigger name than Pac. yeah so that's my thought my thought is just like the opposite that yes he was mm-hmm. supposed to lose he only won by dq against Pac, so it was like mm-hmm. a weird ending like give him a strong one now so yeah well cause, right because um with Pac, didn't he say like he's not losing as long as he's holding his current title correct okay uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that prediction. What are you What are you gonna take next? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh Britt Baker, mm. the dentist, uh, winning the three way women's match between her, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray. Yeah, they do seem to be kind of like putting some of the f- uh, focus on her so far in the women's division, don't they? Yeah, hit her and Nyla. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, and then that's going to be my pick is Nyla Rose because I, I feel like, yeah, Kaylee Ray is the, the one they're putting in here to take the pin. 
Yeah. Um, it's just going to be who who takes it. Right. And yeah, that's that's hard to pick because yeah, and it's like I'm just I'm edging towards Brit because I think she's had the bigger name coming in. Yeah. Whereas Nyla, I feel like is getting her shine now through All Elite. So. Yes. And also, I I feel like from a booking standpoint, like it would make more sense to book it this way if Baker is winning, because then you know Baker can get the win on Kaylee Ray, but then Nyla Rose can come back and say like, "Well, you didn't beat me," kind yeah. of thing. You know, I didn't win the match, but I didn't really lose the match either. So yeah. there's more of that justification coming back. Whereas I feel like if Nyla Rose were winning, then I think you would just kind of make it a singles. But maybe not. Mm-hmm. All right. Who do you got next? Mm. Do I go? Yes. I go ballsy again. I'm going to put in my pick for Paige's opponent. Okay. Who do you got? John Moxley. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I am so set on, like, not only do I want him to be the mystery opponent here, I also really want him to be, like, Juice's mystery opponent for fighting him for the U.S. title at Dominion. Like, Just all the mystery opponents for all, a month are <laughs> John Moxley. Yes, like, in my head, until we see where he ends up, every mystery opponent is John Moxley. <laughs> That's what I want. You know what? I'm going to one-up you. And mm. I'm going to go really ballsy with my choice. Ooh. Oh, uh, I know what you're doing. Oh! If you're CM right, Punk. I'm going to... Oh, yes. <laughs> my it's, God. It's like a... It's a real weird percentage chance of it happening, but, like, the signs have been so 50-50 on it. Like, You know what? I'm. This is going to be really, really out there. But I want to I want to potentially grant you this: if you are right, and CM Punk is the mystery opponent for Paige, and like I'm talking CM Punk, actually CM Punk, not CM Punk yeah. under a mask, and we find out it was him later, and he yeah. never reveals himself. I mean, he reveals himself on the show. I give you the entire fucking thing, even even if, <laughs> even if, even if I got every other prediction right and you got every other one wrong. If you get that right, I give you the title. Because I'm because, totally okay with that. Because that is because that is so fucking worth it if that actually happens. If CM Punk's <laughs> legitimate actual return to wrestling happens here, that would be insane. Now, there's a lot of factors in this. Um, he is supposed to be announcing like some kind of MMA or like a jujitsu tournament thing yeah. nearby. But I think the start time for that is after the start time for AEW. So. Mm-hmm. Well, they could put this on first. Put that match on first, and then have Punk uh, go to the the commentating event. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because that would because what was it? A little while ago, he had had the event where he was there under a mask and helped somebody win a match. Yeah. Um. And then apparently, at least from what I what is digging into that, Rivers is saying that's not the only time that he's done that over the last couple of years. This is just the first time that we've like caught him. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting sort of proposition, right? Is like, you know, how long has he been potentially involved in wrestling, and is he gearing up to come back, or is he just fucking around? Like, he's the sneaky sort of bastard that I really feel like we would never actually know. Yeah. Because like Jericho has definitely got us a couple of times, but like he's always very like, 
he likes to tease people too. So sometimes you can kind of figure it out. But yeah. CM Punk is the kind of guy that's like, I will just actually legitimately not tell anybody. <laughs> and just let it be a real surprise because he just doesn't give a shit. And let's just see what happens. Yeah. Like, obviously, as evidenced by the fact, like, he, you know, he just did that random ass, like, he was under a mask, helped some dude win a match, and then just leaves. And then never tells anybody about it. But, you know, the internet figures it out. Because I feel like if Jericho did a thing like that, then it would be, like, a giant thing. Like, there'd be, like, cryptic tweets, and he'd be, like, talking about it afterwards, be like, oh, man, I got you all. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. But Punk is just like, ah, no. Probably wasn't even yeah, me. I'm good. But yeah, I man, God, if that happens, I'll lose my shit. End the title. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take it uh, back now. Was that? I said I can't take it back now. Nope. It is recorded. <laughs> it is recorded. And I won't edit it out. <laughs> oh shit! You have editing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, for my next prediction, I'm going to go with the Stronghearts over SoCal Uncensored Mm. in the six-man tag team match. I am inclined to agree with you, because I feel like that would help uh, cement some of the relationship between AEW and, uh, is it OWE that they're coming from? Yes. I want to say it's like Oriental Wrestling Entertainment or something. I think so. So yes, the, the, OWE, yes. Yeah. Uh, and also because, like, uh, we haven't seen the Stronghearts under the, our, the All Elite banner yet, but we'd seen SoCal, at least, like, under All In, which I guess is, like, not technically the All Elite banner yet, but, like, yeah. you know, the closest thing that we have to it yet. And, like, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, I mean, maybe Scorpio Sky has, like, he could possibly do something, but I think, like, Daniels and Kazarian, like, this is their final ride. Like... Mm-hmm. I think they're ending their careers in AEW, so yeah, they don't need to yeah. go for titles and stuff like that. Like, exactly. So yeah, like they don't they don't I, need this win. I think they're doing behind the scenes stuff as well. Like, I think Christopher Daniels is in talent relations and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I'd heard something similar too that uh, Christopher Daniels is uh, talent relations and training and stuff. I think so. Oh yeah, I would assume a lot of those guys, like almost all the older guys, I assume are helping to train. Yeah, some of the younger guys and stuff. But uh, yeah, I guess the only other thought would be that maybe, maybe depending on like how close the relationship between AEW and OWE is supposed to be, maybe the Stronghearts coming over is just sort of like a one-time thing, and therefore like keeping the name that's going to stay around in AEW more SoCal censored stronger maybe that's more of an i like maybe more priority yeah because as they eventually start to i assume bring in like a tag team belt of their own then like young bucks are going to need some challengers so mm-hmm. so cal and Sensor could be one of those primary guys so i could see for that reasoning maybe they would give them the win mm-hmm. um but yeah i could kind of see this going either way uh let's see we got two matches left i feel Three, I believe. Three? Oh, yeah, and the Battle Royal. Yes. Totally forgot about that for a second. Um, hmm, okay, let's see. I feel a little bit more confident about uh, Sammy Guevara over Kip Sabian, I think. So I'm going to take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
mostly because I agree with you, mm-hmm. but I feel like this match could be very 50-50. It's probably the lowest match on the card. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cuz it's one of the pre-show matches, I think. Yeah, it's this one and the uh, Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with this I, I'm sorry, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. I feel like they probably give it to Sammy mostly because uh from what I can remember of seeing some of the things like he's been featured more on uh, some of their show. So I think he's mm-hmm. probably a character they want to focus on at least a little bit. Um, and also he's got a title I think in Triple A. I'm not hundred percent on the check. He's got a title I know he's somewhere. competed I know he's competed in Triple A and DDT, so mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like because he's got a title somewhere else, that gives him a little bit more booking priority to not lose. Mm-hmm. Especially not, like, lose on a pre-show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe Kip Sabian gets it. Um, So that means I'm going to go for the tag team match, because I feel like that's going to be easier for Dick than the Battle Royale. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to go with Angelico and Jack Evans over the best friends, because I feel that Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta are going to be like kind of the Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder of this promotion. Hmm. Okay. Like, the solid in-ring wrestlers, they're going to bring in the comedy. Like, mm-hmm. already with, like, they were already joking about, like, they're too high up on the card for to be in the Battle Royal. So, like, as soon as the Young Bucks put them in this match, like, they lose. I feel like that could cause some storyline, so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways this could kind of go. I mean, I guess there's two different ways it could go, really. But <laughs> I feel like just as, at least as far as, like, what their ideas are for the best friends, right? Like, whether they want to build them up into strong tag team contenders or if they're kind of more what you're saying is more of, like, the kind of, like, preliminary tag team guys that are mostly putting over other guys. Mm-hmm. Or even if that's going to be potentially part of a longer storyline where, like, I know in New Japan, at least, they were starting to kind of tease a little bit more of like a potential breakup between these guys with like Chuck E.T. getting a little bit like more angry and frustrated and starting to turn heel-ish. So maybe they would do something like that at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the idea. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's really kind of a flip of a coin for like which one of these tag teams do they want to build up more? Like are the best friends more of a priority or is it Angelico and Evans? And... I don't know how much they're considering whether it's just like a straight face versus heel kind of decision where it's like we're going to need some more heels to go up against the Young Bucks so therefore we should put over Angelico and Evans or if it's more of like we want to try and establish within this promotion who are supposed to be the heels and the baby faces so maybe we get the baby face win to best friends here and that leads to like heel resentment with Angelico and Evans and that's part of why they act more of like heels in this promotion and they're trying to get their win back over the best friends I don't know because I could also see them very much doing like best friends versus young bucks like that could be a tag team feud definitely so that's hard but yeah I guess I'm picking the best friends so I'm hoping that I guess because they're more established within AEW universe, therefore they get the win over the uh, the new guys. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Because I I am I'm honestly kind of leaning a little bit. I think Angelico and Heavens might get this because I think they'll probably cheat the win. Yeah, in, in a very entertaining way. Yeah, especially because like I was trying to look at this card and so far I don't really see a strong like heel to steal a victory. And I think that would be maybe where it happens on this card. Who like knows, the, Cody. 
Right. Although, honestly, I think if Cody wins, I think he's going to win outright and then just be a dick anyway. Like, I think he's. I think if he's going to turn heel, it's not out of necessity. It's out of choice. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. Uh, all right. So we've just got the battle card or the wild card battle royal, which I like this concept for the battle royal. I think it's cool. The way that yeah, like you got so like, it's uh, groups of three coming out, uh, three or five, whatever. Yeah. Groups of yeah, a swarm of wrestlers all based off of like. Because I think it's like it's cool because it's tied into the concept of a, a deck of cards. Yeah, like, and then uh, the person who picks lucky number twenty one gets to uh, yes, go in last. The Joker runs wild and gets to come in. I think whenever they want is that the idea? I but think so, presumably but I they'll think just come said, in last. But yeah. But, like, I like that it's whenever you want, right? Because then, on, like, say, a subsequent year or subsequent event, you could have somebody who pulls the Joker, and then it's just like, well, I'm coming in first. Yeah, you could have a face, right? Go, yep. like, I'm going to go through everybody. Like, I'm going to run the gauntlet as mm-hmm. the Joker, you know? That's pretty cool. So, I'm trying to think, like, there are a couple of names that are still not announced for this, right? Yes, we still have four names unannounced. Uh, so far announced are Sunny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pilliam Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, Joey Janela, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, Jungle Boy, uh, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, uh, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, and then four spots remain. All right. I know who it's going to be. It's one of the unannounced names. And as with all unannounced things in this period of time, the answer is John Moxley. Because, <laughs> man, that would, wouldn't that be a fucking killer, interesting match to have for the first ever All Elite Championship is Kenny Omega versus John Moxley? Um, it would be. I could sell some tickets. I'm going to go... I'm going to go another unannounced name um, that I don't think anyone's thought about for a while. And CM Punk. I think he's going to have some bad news. <gasps> I think Stu Bennett Ooh. appears in AEW and wins this battle royal. Interesting. Yeah, I have not heard anyone throw that name around. Mm-hmm. Huh. I totally forgot. I read his name somewhere recently. Where they're like, Stu Bennett to AEW? And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. That would be interesting. Actually, I feel like he could do really well there. Yeah. I think they could use someone like that. Because like, they've already got so many great in-ring technicians and like a couple of good promos that I feel like having somebody who leans a little bit more the other way. Where, you know, Barrett's matches have been okay at times. I don't think they've ever been amazing. But like he's got a solid presence and he is a strong promo for mm-hmm. sure and yeah that would be a, that might be a good addition to that roster yep hmm. and just another name who's out there that right man Stu bennett that came out of complete left field i thought you were gonna go cm punk again <laughs> <laughs> but no i think all right we got our predictions in yep and the pay-per-view is tonight which yeah totally forgot about (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, we literally remember just like a few days before this. It was like, oh shit, I totally forgot Double or Nothing is happening. Uh, should we do some predictions? This is what happens when you get old, people, and then you have Memorial Day weekends filled with plans. <laughs> yes. Alright, well, I'm excited for tonight. Oh, actually, let's let's end off this. Mm. Uh, which match are you most looking forward to? Uh, Rhodes Brothers. For sure. Yeah, That's, me too. I've been waiting for that match, like, for years. Yeah. And it's finally and people happening. are like, oh, we already got this in WWE. I'm like, no, no we, we got didn't. fucking Stardust in yeah, WWE. No, like, like, we, we got the, the, like, the teaser trailer for this match yeah. in WWE. And then they totally pulled the rug out from both of these guys when they didn't give them the WrestleMania match. Yeah. Which is so insulting because, like, they were building to that for so long. And then it also, I, I heard Goldust talk about it. And, you know, apparently, like, after the Fastlane match, like, they were constantly, like, doing that match in preparation for their WrestleMania match. And, like, they were and going they through were the European like, nope. tour and all sorts of other places. And they were, like, apparently fucking blowing the roof off the house in all sorts of other places, like, putting this match together. And then just last minute, they just kind of cut it. Uh, so, people. But, hey. The universe has a way of working things out, right? Because now it's finally happening. Yeah. And now it's not even under Vince. The Rhodes brothers are putting this shit together their way. So now yep. I think we're pretty much guaranteed to get, like, if, if this was going to be a good match, which I think it will be, now we're going to get the best form of it that we ever could have seen. Yeah. So I'm excited. And then uh, what I'm also looking forward to is the, uh, we always get these letdowns of WWE when they have, like, to be announced or something like that and it's always just like oh cool that guy like i'm looking forward to these like to be announced to be like mm -hmm. surprises and names like it, even if it's not punk and moxley and stuff like mm -hmm. that i think it's going to be solid choices and i think it's going to be great yeah hell i'm even excited just for like uh in the battle royal like seeing sean spears because that's a uh, ty dillon yeah like yep you know haven't seen him for a little while i want to see what he's doing now yeah i think he's gonna have an interesting climb like i thought he was gonna be one of the guys that they like bring in and they're like yeah we got the perfect 10 john spears or i don't know what they can use and not use right um but they just announced him in the battle royal so i think he's gonna be one of those guys that climbs the card on his own yeah you know what? i could i could really see if they wanted to do it well maybe he could be like even the runner-up for this battle royal or something like yeah get that like heartbreakingly close yeah and then gets knocked out by whoever's the winner is mm-hmm because I was trying to look at, like, the, the field before that and trying not to consider uh, people who hadn't been announced. And I yeah. felt like out of the people who were announced already, he was actually one of the strongest names. Yeah. But still, being announced ahead of time, I feel like weakens it just a little bit, right? Like, yeah. True. But I, I also, I think, unfortunately for, <laughs> unfortunately for him, and this is not really meant to be an insult, but I honestly, I don't think that he was a big enough star that if they hadn't announced it ahead of time, that I don't think it would have mattered that much. Yeah, you know he, I mean? and he admits that himself. He was on Edge and Christian's podcast like two weeks ago, and he yeah. said how like he wasn't big on the indies. If you think about it, mm -hmm. he made his name in NXT. Right. And so then he got to the main roster of WWE and like wasn't pushed that hard. So he really hasn't like... push at all. Like, they even jack shit. Well, I mean, like... He, he lost to Randy Orton like once, the... and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the the tenth spot in the Royal Rumble was like his, home <coughs> game, so that's it. So yeah, yeah. What the fuck? They just wasted him. All right, 
so we will see how it goes tonight and we'll be back with you in two weeks right for the uh international event yes for actually two international events uh one in saudi arabia and then dominion over in new japan ah, right are on the same weekend so we'll do a double predictions explosion championship champion oh, sunday 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 <laughs> sunday 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 at the super slam <laughs> all right see you then yes see you all soon peace enjoy double or nothing <laughs> <laughs>